0: Hey, where you at, baby? Spud here. I've met a lot of people, and i played some, too. And there's one thing I know. People like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? Hi, y'all, Megan. Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast podcast. Talking out my ask with uh, the world-famous Ken Trahan of Crescent City Sports. We're going to talk about the Saints, and they're making it to the playoffs. This is, what, the fourth season in a row they've won the NFC South. And uh, just talking about COVID and coaches and all of that on this podcast, coming up right after this. Spud here for Serentine Comfort Systems. You've heard a lot of hot air out of me before. Well, now I'm talking comfortable, clean, germ-free air with the new iWave air purifier. It knocks down cooties, even COVID, from your home or business. Pathogens, allergens, particles, even smoke and odors. Wave goodbye with the iWave from Serentine. Quick install, no maintenance, $25 a month. Give the gift of healthy air this year. Call Serentine Comfort Systems at 504-833-8831. 833-8831 or go to srscomfort.com. If you find yourself near Metro Road or on breakfast time or lunch, you should make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. If you find yourself in Kenner at breakfast time or lunch, you should make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. Chalmette, the best bank, uptown, make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. Chef Brad McGee uses fresh from the farm ingredients, makes his own corned beef, conchon and a jam in a day. Custom catering, dine in and carry out or let waiter bring your sandwich straight to you. The Blue Line Sandwich Company, 2023 Metro Road, a block off of Bonneville. Call Chef Brad at 504-309-3773. Spot here. You know I like to tease attorney Mike Brandner. Go big or go home. Go, Mike. Mike's got the big one. And he sings that little song he has to. And Brandner laughs at the joke, too, because he's got a great sense of humor. He doesn't take himself too seriously. But you know what he does take seriously? His clients. When it comes to fighting in court for the interest of his clients, that's where the laughter stops and the serious work begins. He's not afraid of the insurance company lawyers because he used to be one. And now he's on your side of the aisle, and that's where you want him to be. Get the big result. Go big. Get Mike. 345-1111. Okay, so uh, Ken Trahan from Crescent City Sports is my guest tonight. Um, I didn't get to watch the game. Well, I don't get to watch the game anyway, Kenny, because I'm I'm like I basically have that that app on my phone and I can keep up with the scores because I got mm-hmm. I just got so much stuff to do. I wish I had three hours to sit around and, and do nothing, but I ain't. But you do. But then it's a good gig for you, isn't it? <laughs> it's what I do. Well, you know, I mean, it that's. You and I spoke before, like you know, like about how many people are in the dome and things like that. And you still had a good time. I can't. I mean, it must sound like a giant cricket farm in there, you know? They won't <laughs> let you bring any. You can't bring a megaphone. There's only three thousand people in there. I'm going. How much spittle and droplets could possibly be floating around that dome? That they only <laughs> let three thousand people in there. I mean, that's just kind of ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I've been to a few of the games. It's minimal. Uh, to say the least, it's weird. At some point you get used to it, but it, it, it just, it's surreal is the right term to use, I think, because when you experience the games I've been to, the ones I could go to, uh, it was just a weird day. The first time was just extremely strange because you're not accustomed to sitting at the top of the building, which is where the media are, and you can actually hear the signals on the field, and you can hear players talking. Which is crazy.
0: Oh yeah, because so so, they have that din of the crowd that's just basically drowning yeah, it all the way
1: out. So far away, and and yet you can hear all of that. So it's very strange. Now the one thing it's done is it's created a level playing field for the visiting team because they don't have to deal with crowd noise. Okay. So they can make all kinds of changes at the line of scrimmage. Check with me, that it presents a tremendous advantage for the visiting team offense because normally with the crowd noise, they have to do silent counts. They have to do hand signals. They can't change things verbally because they can't hear. So that's all changed this year. So that's one thing that we've noticed that is quite different. So it's been a strange year all around with regard to sports and how the sports are being affected and how they're played. And obviously, week to week, we don't know who's playing because of this whole COVID scenario. and and Who's uh, in quarantine or who's not? And that's certainly affected the Saints. Well, OK,
0: so let's talk about that, because I, I spoke with you before and I spoke with a couple of people about this and just go, why don't they? I mean, the the the, the basketball tried doing this It had people trying to sneak people in. But it's like, dude, you know what? I mean, they put you in a hotel before the game anyway. Isolate all of the teams, everybody who was going to play, including the practice squad and you know, every everybody affiliated with the Saints organization. Lock them up, just lock them up. And the only people they associate with are the other teams, each other and the other teams and all the other teams are locked up. And I I mean, I, I you know, I, I have a wife and family and I know I would miss them, but I won't play football. And it's like, what, four months for that kind of a paycheck? I can I, I have a four months. I mean, people go overseas in the military for longer than that. So I don't, I don't. And they certainly have the money to do it. So.
1: I guess well, it doesn't it, matter, though, because Alvin it, Kamara didn't play, and yet they still won. So. Right. Well, it's an interesting thought, but it's it's because Sean Payton was asked about it on the conference call in media, which occurs a few times a week and occurred on Monday, this week, in the day after the game. And he was asked about that. Would they consider going back into a bubble of sorts, which they did prior to the season, and they stayed at the Lowe's Hotel and such? Would that be a consideration? And he kind of shot it down. He said that, uh, look, that's a management council and a players union issue. So it sounds easy to do. Like if you're the Saints, okay, we're going to put everybody in a bubble and isolate them. But they can't because that has to be approved by the management council and by the players union. And chances are they're not going to do that. So while it sounds good, I don't think it's an it's a viable option. we saw the NBA do it in a bubble,
0: yeah but they don't have as many players either,
1: no exactly, and that they could and they voted to do that because they wanted to to resume their season, whereas this season is already over now they're going into the postseason. so uh, yes, there would be people that would say, well, now's the time to do it so that you can have the playoffs, but on the other hand, they're going to say, why are we going to do this now? We haven't done it all year long yeah. so think it's going to happen Uh, you have to rely on the integrity of players when they leave the facilities and go home that they're with family and family only and nobody else because as soon as they put themselves around somebody else they put themselves at risk and it's a shame but that's the world we live in right now and and you said it for the money they make you would think that that could be done over a fairly short period of time because Mm -hmm. we all know that At least on paper, it certainly appears that by the time NFL training camp starts later this year for next season, that's July, by that time, the vaccine should be uh, well into distribution to the general public, which means that would free people up to go back to at least living a normal lifestyle. So with that in mind, if you can just sacrifice for now, then it would really alleviate the problem largely. And people would be able to play and you wouldn't have any issues. But it's, of course, an easy thing to say, a harder thing to do. And some are willing and some probably aren't as willing.
0: Well, that's, I mean, you know, I wonder how willing Camaro would be now, you know, since he tested well, positive. Have, and, that, you know, and, and how sick is he? he got you know? it
1: or how sick he is or where he got it from or anything else. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and cast aspersions at anyone. I'm not really happen.
0: casting aspersions, but no. I'm just wondering since he got it and the entire running back no. section and the coach had to get yanked for, for a game if the players' union might reconsider. I don't know about management, but if the players' union would reconsider something like that.
1: Well, they, they might. And certainly when you see that many guys impacted, it, it, it hits home. We've seen it with other teams this year. But it's really hit the Saints pretty hard now. And the fact that they are playing on Sunday against the Bears as compared to Saturday makes all the difference in the world because the quarantine ends uh, after Saturday. Yeah. If they would have played on Saturday, these guys wouldn't have been able to play. So it's a big difference. Of course, on the other hand, they're not going to be able to practice with the team this week. The good news is they're having a lot of virtual meetings, so they'll be in on game plans and meetings and stuff like that. And yeah. Lord knows they've kept themselves in shape. But uh, you wonder how, how sick any of them are. You know, Kamara said he really didn't have any symptoms. We haven't heard from any of the others. So Yeah, but that we,
0: Montgomery yeah. fellow's like, hey. Hey, yeah, he
1: nice <laughs> anybody job, got bro.
0: the sniffles? Cause I'm ready to run some more, man.
1: Did a good job. He's a pro. He's been there, done that before. And again, that's a large part of the reason that the saints have been successful this year. And that is because Mickey Lewis, Jeff Ireland, and Sean Payton have built an incredibly deep roster. The depth has been the reason for their success. They lose guys, lose more guys, lose more guys. They just have guys step up and play well.
0: Yeah. They lost breeze for four games. And, uh, Three
1: and one, that's not bad. They haven't yeah. had Michael Thomas for most of the year, who was the NFL's best receiver a year ago. Yeah, I mean, He's been out most of the year. They haven't had Traquan Smith. Uh, they haven't had most recent. I mean, they lost Emmanuel Sanders for two games earlier then uh, because of COVID. Now they've lost Chauncey Gonder Johnson, who didn't play because of the, the same thing, COVID-19. And I could go on and on. I mean, it's remarkable. Uh, between injuries and COVID, the Saints were missing 10 starters against Carolina. Well, I didn't realize it that much. Ten guys. Well, yeah, it's it's remarkable. Just think about it. You know Josh Hill, starting tight end, didn't play. Out hurt. You know, then, of course, you had uh, the, you know, the other guys on offense that didn't play, Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara, both of whom didn't play, of course. Dwayne Washington didn't play. He was the third running back, and he couldn't play. Uh, then you flip the script uh, to the other side of the ball. Quan Alexander, out for the year, injured. Forget about that. Safety DJ Swearinger, didn't play. Marcus Williams, injured, didn't play. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, as I mentioned, didn't play. Deontay Harris, hurt, didn't play. Uh, you get the picture? I mean, it's remarkable how many key players are out of action for this team, and they just keep performing and keep playing well and keep winning. I yeah. mean, it's it- I didn't mention Michael Burton. they starting fullback. I mean, they had to play Garrett Griffin, a tight end, had to play fullback, a guy that's been on the practice squad much of the year. And how many people noticed? Uh, again, very few because this guy just stepped in and did his job. And so therefore they they went about their business and won the game. So that's a lot of guys not to have and to overcome it. And it speaks volumes about the job the staff's done and volumes about the job that, that they've done in building depth on this team. All
0: right. I'm going to step away for a, a, a minute. Uh, yeah. But when we come back, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that depth because. You know, there's there's a lot of players out there who, frankly, on our practice squad should be could be on other teams. And I'm wondering, you know, uh, I don't know what they pay. Uh, I know there's a salary cap, but how can they go about paying some of these guys to not go to another team that's willing to put them on the field and, and stay with the Saints and be on the practice squad? Or do, do they have anything to say about it? Because a lot of times I ain't got anything to say about the stuff that happens to me. And I also want to know exactly how many coaches do the Saints have? How many men or women are on the Saints staff that you can honestly look at them and call them a coach? Because I haven't a clue. Ken Trahan is my guest. Crescent City Sports is the website where you can find out more. In the meantime, we're going to step away and uh, just fill your head with some remarkably fine products. The last place you want to be today is the emergency room. Who knows what you can pick up after waiting hours to see the doctor? Rapid Urgent Care is the answer. Eight locations in southeast Louisiana. Rapid Urgent Care means rapid relief in minutes, not hours. Doctors on site, major insurance in network, Medicare and Medicaid too. Rapid COVID tests, x-rays, blood work, strep and flu tests in minutes at Rapid Urgent Care. Telemed visits, even some house calls. Just check in online. They'll text when you're next. The doctor will see you. Now, visit rapidurgentcare.com, rapidurgentcare.com. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish Coffee and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right, right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online. Have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Okay, back talking to uh, Ken Trahan of Crescent City Sports. That's CrescentCitySports.com, where you can uh, you can sign up and, and get all kinds of like newslettery stuff over there, can't you, Ken? Absolutely. So people should do that. CrescentCitySports.com. You can call me at uh, the Spudcast podcast at Gmail.com if you want to send me a note, dirty or otherwise, and uh, I can actually link you to my uh, to my podcast and email them one to you. But right now, CrescentCitySports.com is a place to go. We're talking uh, about the saints. We're talking about uh, sports in general during a pandemic. Um, <clears throat> how many coaches? And I mean, is 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 there like a a limit of coaches that an NFL team can have, like a number of players and practice squad and the whole shebang? I mean, how many coaches does it take to actually coach this? I didn't know there was like a running backs coach. I knew there was a quarterback coach, and I guess if I thought about it, I'd go okay, there's a line coach, but there's a running back coach. Is there, there's a Nickelback coach or whatever. How many coaches do they have and what do they do?
1: Well, the Saints have 25 coaches, counting Sean Payton. So 24 assistants plus the head coach. So, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, you've got an assistant to the head coach. Uh, That's Kevin Petrie. You've got the offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael. You've got the assistant head coach and tight ends coach, Dan Campbell. You've got the senior offensive assistant, CJ Johnson, Curtis Johnson. Wide receivers coach, Ronald Curry. Hey, CJ,
0: that, that's the guy who, who was at Tulane for a while. Right. Correct. And yes. it went back to the Saints, okay.
1: Correct. Quarterbacks coach, Joe Lombardi. Offensive line coach, Dan Rouchard, and Assistant offensive line and run game coach, Brendan Nugent. And running backs coach, Joel Thomas. The offensive assistant, Declan Doyle. Uh, DJ Williams, also an offensive assistant. Then on the defensive side, you got Dennis Allen, the coordinator. You got the senior defensive assistant, Peter Junta. Linebackers coach, Michael Hodges. Aaron Glenn, their secondary coach; Ryan Nielsen, their defensive line coach; Corey Robinson, who's a defensive assistant; uh, Michael Will Hoyt, who's a defensive assistant; and Brian Young, their pass rush specialist. And then you got special teams coaches: their coordinator Darren Rizzi, their assistant special teams coach Phil Galliano, and then their strength and conditioning guys. Finally, there's three of those: uh, Dan Dan Rimple, their head strength and conditioning coach; their assistant strength and conditioning coach Charles Bird; and also assistant strength and conditioning Rob Winning. So it's pretty detailed. It's pretty spread out. It's grown incrementally over the years around the league to where these staffs at one time were, you know, along the lines of eight to 10, then they were 14, 15. Now you talk talking about 25 guys, including the head coach.
0: And that doesn't count like the uh, trainers, no. people who tape them, tape them up, people who walk them off the field, people who, you know, those guys that work where I'm sure the, I'm, I'm sure the coaches oversee a lot of that too, but they got like a head trainer and assistant trainers and the ankle trainer and the shoulder trainer. And, so, Dan, that's that's a lot of people, man. I want, Do they need well, somebody to just kind of hang around and uh, be encouraging? Because I could be, I could do that.
1: You don't yeah, even have to well, call me coach. You know? <clears throat> I hear you. Again, you got so many people that uh, that are involved in this, and there's good reason for it, given the way this thing is unfolded. They've got a head athletic trainer, Sean Gibson, and they got two assistant athletic trainers, and Kevin Mangum, who's been here a long time, and Ben Stolberg. Who do that. Uh, of course, they have their staff of doctors uh, that are team physicians, uh, their head orthopedist, and so forth and so on. So mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of people involved in the process, and and uh, it's it's a huge operation to say the least.
0: And and are the Saints at the top end of that number, or are there
1: Yankee no, teams right, that get right more? Along line, right along the lines of what everybody in the league does. It's pretty much uniform in that regard. So, I mean, most staffs are pretty much like you see with the Saints, very similar.
0: Hmm. And do these guys, because I know, I know Sean Payton played and they played for the Bears. I mean, how many of these guys who are coaching actually played football? And, and, and I won't even say professional, at least at the college level. How many of these coaches are, are actual, have practical experience on the field and know of what they speak?
1: Yeah, just now, I mean, just off the top of my head, I'd say pretty much all of them. I mean, I, they all had some involvement in playing the game previously. So, yeah, I mean, Dan Campbell played in the NFL. You know, we know Joe Lombardi is kin to Vince Lombardi. We, yeah. know about CK, we know about CJ. We know about Dan Rouchard. I know about some of the others as well. Aaron Glenn played in the NFL. Brian Young played for the Saints in the NFL. So, yeah, a lot of these guys. I couldn't say all of them, but a lot of them played in the league previously.
0: Well, I mean, I would say the strength coaches don't necessarily need to do that. They no, be,
1: that's you know not they're
0: basically good. physical therapists who got bowed up, you
1: know. Correct. But exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's a different animal for
0: sure. Well, I mean, I'm just wondering because if a lot of these guys have been, if they enter the league going, okay, you know, one of these days I want to be a coach, you know, I mean, because some of these guys just don't have the personality to 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 make it into the booth, and there ain't that many booths. But there's, no. you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of coaches. There's almost as many coaches as there are players. So I'm no sitting there going, Hey, I wonder what do I want to do when I get out of here. I'm going, well, sell real estate or be a coach. I don't yeah. know, man. I get to eat better as a coach. Maybe I'll go that route. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I right, hear you, buddy.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, but then, but then again, there are so many people who do play football. Whether or not they make it to that to that level, or even play like one or two years. I mean, was the the average lifespan of a of a NFL player is three and a half years? That's what I read.
1: Yeah, somewhere along the lines. Yeah. I mean, well, it
0: I, it depends on the on the position they play. I would I would think backs and ends who get hit more often. You know, I mean, Bruce Brees has been playing what twenty something years.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's exceptional in that regard. Again. You don't see that very often. We're seeing that from quarterbacks in recent years. They're taking better care of them. The rules have changed to protect quarterbacks more, and of course training methodology they're they're taking better care of their bodies, which is why we've seen uh, the guys like Drew Brees and Tom Brady playing into their forties, which we didn't see very much yeah. of previously. Bre
0: that's about it
1: We're seeing more of that now. You would expect that. A guy like Aaron Rodgers would have a chance to do that since he's approaching that in the not-too-distant future. But that's not something we saw previously. Usually you're done around 35 or so, but nowadays, totally different. Again, the, the way they're taking care of themselves, the way the training is taking place, it's certainly giving them a chance to extend their careers.
0: Well, dude, 11 cracked ribs and a punctured lung and Breeze missed four games. I would say they got some witch doctor up in there too, man. They got somebody... Casting a spell, Harry Potter or somebody, because, I mean, if I had 11 cracked ribs, I would just be getting out of bed now. But then I'm
1: I'm lazy. So there's a difference. Well, a lot of that is is pain tolerance, too. So and and again, and also competitive nature, how badly you want to play. And we all know that Drew Brees is as great a competitor as we've ever seen. Nobody wants to play more. Nobody wants to win more. So he's that kind of guy. So if he can if he can even walk, he'll try to get on the field, and we've seen that two straight years. Last year came back as early as was conceivably possible with the thumb injury, and this mm-hmm. year, obviously coming back with the uh, the punctured lung, you know, and the the ribs. It was a significantly difficult thing to do, but he did it. So. Again, is that everybody? No, not necessarily. Some would probably not come back as soon as he did, but he did, and I think, again, it speaks to just who he is, his character, and his competitive nature.
0: All right, let's talk about the coming uh, upcoming uh, playoffs. Yeah, so the Saints, what is it, the fourth year in a row now? They've got the NFC South title, uh, but they're not the first seed. I read that. Uh, see, that's that's Green Bay because they yep. beat Chicago. So they beat Chicago, so now we have to play Chicago, but we play here. Like when we won the Super Bowl in 2000, 2009 season, when we won it, okay, it came through the dome. We played we had the bye week and then the two. Now Correct. we're the second seed. What does that mean?
1: Well, it means that you're the second seed. It means you'll be you'll have to play week one. There's only one bye this year because they extended the playoffs seven teams in each conference from six. I don't like it, by the way. When they had six, you had two buys. Now that uh-huh. they have seven, an odd number, you only have one buy. So Green Bay. Oh, so wait a minute, wait have... a minute, wait a minute.
0: So we got a pandemic that everybody's got to like get, take, to get that little Q-tip shoved up their nose every day, and they extend the number of games now. I mean, I can understand they wanted to go to 18, 18 games, you know, and, and and they were saying, oh, we're going to cut the, pre- the uh, pregame season down to two. But is now the time to do that?
1: I... I don't. I they I made the decision early on uh, before the season. It was voted on by everybody, so they decided to do it. And uh, I don't like it. I, I think it cheapens the playoffs, and I don't like the fact that only one team gets a bye, but that's what they decided on. So Green Bay gets a bye, which means they only have to win two games to get to the Super Bowl, whereas all the others have to win three. So the Saints as the second seed would be at home in the playoffs against everyone except for Green Bay. So what does that mean? Well, It means this, Green Bay gets a bye, then they will play the lowest surviving seed. Right now, that looks like if it all goes according to form, Green Bay would end up playing Tampa Bay in the second round. Tampa Bay beat Green Bay in the regular season and beat them badly. Of course, that was at Tampa. Mm -hmm. So uh, this would be a Green Bay. But I think the one team that could really – help the Saints and mess things up is Tampa Bay. They're capable of going to Lambeau Field and winning. Why? Number one, they beat the Saints. Excuse me, they beat the Packers earlier this year. Number two, they've got Tom Brady. So not only is Brady the best ever, but he's also used to playing in inclement, very cold, difficult weather in New England. So going to Green Bay isn't going to bother him like it might bother a Drew Brees or it might bother some others who just aren't accustomed to playing in those kind of conditions because yeah. you go play in Green Bay this time of the year, brother, you're gonna be playing just like their last game in Green Bay was played in snow. Yeah. And that was last like week. So, I asked
0: Hokie Gaijon about that a long time ago. He goes, You know, uh-huh. just get your ass out there and play. There's nothing yeah, well, He said, put some gloves no, on, I- put on a sweater and go out there and play.
1: Some guys can handle it better than others. There's no question that that's true. So anyway, I guess we'll find out who they are. But I think the point I'm making is that Tampa Bay would have a chance to beat Green Bay. So if that happened and the Saints were able to beat the Bears and then beat either the Rams or Seattle in the second game, then, well, then the Saints would be at home for the NFC Championship game against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Whereas if Green Bay gets through, then Green Bay would be at home against the Saints or against anybody else. So that would be a big item. Even without fans, to be able to play at home and not have to go to the frozen tundra would be a huge plus for the Saints. Could it happen? Sure it could. So, but again, first things first, you've got to take care of your own business. You've got to beat Chicago. The Saints will be the biggest favorite, according to the odds makers, of all the games being played on the first weekend of the playoffs. So they're expected to win. They need to go out and take care of business. That's first and foremost.
0: I need to take care of business too, but... Kenny, I appreciate you taking the time and giving us and understand twenty four, twenty five coaches, including the head coach. There you go. Astounding. Kenny, be safe out there. So where can people find you? Because I know you can get followed a couple, two, or three different
1: yeah. ways. CrescentCitySports.com. That's CrescentCitySports.com. Uh, updated every day with stories on every entity there is. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Ken Trahan. On Facebook, same thing at Ken Trahan. So a lot of places to – to dig me up if you want to, and always appreciate it, and always good to talk to you, my friend.
0: Yeah, uh, I always learn something when I talk to you, Ken. Thanks for taking the time.
1: Sure, thanks, bud. My pleasure. I scream,
0: you scream, we all scream for beads and doubloons and coconuts and marching bands and walking clubs and tableaus and mask balls and mystic crews and everything else that says Mardi Gras. Keep Mardi Gras what it's always been, a family event before Lent. If you want to help keep traditions alive, go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and join the growing group of businesses, citizens, and carnival entities that want to keep Mardi Gras a safe and happy event without it being regulated to death. Go to Mardi Alliance.com and laissez les bon temps rouler. Hey, what you got going this weekend? Can't go to the game. You can't even tailgates. What you gonna do? Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured charter guide on lasaltwater.com. Super easy to follow that website. What you gonna catch? Where you wanna catch it? How you wanna catch it? All the big ones are waiting for you. And to top it off, you'll still be able to watch the game on TV, at the lodge, at the end of the day of fishing. Sounds great. Got an open spot for you, babe. You want in, just sign up on lsaltwater.com. All right. So, uh, thanks, Ken Trahan. That was interesting. 25 coaches. who to thunk it? So, uh, tomorrow on the Spudcast podcast, talking about my ask with Lance Nichols, actor extraordinaire. We're talking about the film industry, both here and in LA. Not, although LA doesn't really. Consider us—we're the provinces over here. As a matter of fact, we just got a big email talking about, "Oh my God, we might have to shut down production in Los Angeles." Oh my God! What about Louisiana? Who? Thanks a bunch. Thanks for joining me here. Though you can find me on Red Circle, Spotify, uh, on Google. You can also hear me on uh, Facebook pages, Spuds, Friends, and Fans, John McConnell, and the Big Tz. And you can also find me on Twitter uh, at spudgotdat, at spudgotdat. If you want to send me an email to get on an email list where I'll send you the podcast direct to you or you just want to cuss me out or tell me an idea for a story, thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com, thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Watch out for the crazies. I'll see you tomorrow, but I'm a gone pecan.